That's in the hole. Yeah. Great punt, man. Auto Press episode 78. JP is back in the studio this week. I'm back. I got I got some rebuttals from last week. I don't know if I'm supposed to go right with them. <laughs> I mean, for those of you who missed last week's episode, JP yeah. couldn't couldn't answer the bell. Yeah. And uh had to call in Justin Tereshko to to come join me. You guys you guys took it easy on me. I was surprised. But still had a few things that I wanted to mention. Yeah. And we're going to try to keep it a little short tonight. We've got a got an interview coming up with uh, Dustin from the Big Golf Money Classic mm-hmm. Tour. Just uh, Big just Golf Money classic. classic and Money Mondays. And then, uh, uh, I guess, a mini tour guy right now, Eric Flores, who's played on the web.com, had a, was a three-time All-American at UCLA. Yeah, guy was a stud. Number two recruit coming out of high school. Uh wide open yeah i mean really a lot of fun to talk to and i'm a huge fan now we didn't have to ask many questions he was perfect yeah it was great so that's coming up and it'll be in the comments on about where that'll start so if you're if you just want to listen to that and don't want to listen to this then you can go straight (laughs) to it but i do that i skip ahead anyway i mean a lot went on last week and then a lot happened at like two thirty today. Oh, I mean, you called me this afternoon to see if I was okay to do the podcast tonight. Like, like I, I don't know how many people asked me last week. I got calls on like Wednesday and Thursday asking me if I was okay. Like, people were genuinely concerned that I might not be. I don't know why, but you called me today to see if I was up for it. And then this whole Tiger Woods thing happened, and I kind of wasn't up for it anymore. <laughs> you were you were sending me texts that made me think. You didn't want to do it after the Tiger Woods thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was, told you you were being negative. I wasn't being negative. I was. I felt like it might be insensitive <laughs> on a day when the greatest of all time could be done. I'm not going to speculate. Jimmy Roberts said it great. He said, "Go with the facts. We know that there was a crash. Tiger Woods was excavated from the. Is that the word? Excavated from the vehicle. Extricated. Extricated from the vehicle. Excavated. Isn't that like digging holes somewhere?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot, <laughs> but we know that we know that he's in the hospital. Outside of that, Tiger's camp is keeping this hush hush. I did see on that the LA Times reported he had a shattered ankle and two broken legs, mm-hmm. non life threatening, which is great. I mean, I really thought I was like, oh my gosh, he's gonna have died in a car wreck. The weird thing was, it didn't come out for four hours. Yeah, we we talked about that. That it happened at seven o'clock in the morning out there and. You sent me a text at two thirty. Yeah, and I had not seen it yet. Man, it so, was. I I watched the coverage for the rest of the day. But man, going back to Sunday afternoon when Tiger did his interview on with Jim Nance about his foundation, he looked horrible. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of memes floating around and. Everything else. I mean, he looked. That was. They were saying he looked bad prior to the accident. It's not like that's a reaction. Like, oh, no. Wait a second. Someone was fishy. Somebody at lunch today was showing me. It was like when you've. It was a picture of Tiger, and it said, "When you've had eight beers and a fireball shot, and you're playing through a foursome trying to act normal." <laughs> and it was that picture of Tiger. Jeez. I mean, it was just that's what it looked like. Yeah. Look. Maybe he had a. Maybe he did a red eye red eye flight. Who knows? It said he was driving to go to some golf course to shoot a commercial. Today? 
Yeah. Yeah, I guess he was... I don't know. He was doing something yet. I mean, is David Spade going to be the last person that... Oh, man. One of my friends texted me Play golf with him? Yeah, he goes, is David Spade going to be the last person that ever played golf with Tiger Woods? Man. Yeah, maybe. I'm terrified. I shed a few tears. I mean... Uh, not he's, good. He's not a hero. Good. And, and Justin Thomas did. He he couldn't get through his press conference. All those guys there. Justin Thomas has been partners with him in team events. And yeah. Like well, shaved high five. So you're saying that I can't have the same type of emotion? That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's People true. got really sad when Kobe died. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That yeah. was insensitive by me. That was. Mm. I won't do it again. Yeah. I'm not even going to tell my Tiger story anymore. Golly. Yeah. You were down there stalking him in yeah, Jupiter. Right. Driving by week. his house. Man. Mm. Mm. Well, the golf tournament this weekend was was very interesting, very exciting. You had Max I had Max Homa. Homa to yeah. win five to win two sixty. Yeah. And Sweating it. And he misses a three footer. Yeah. <laughs> and then he hits it behind a tree. <laughs> you text you texted me. OMG, after he missed that putt. Yeah. OMG. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that. And then, I don't know what angle CBS was showing. Not on the... Either they showed a bad angle or they moved his ball. After he he hit it on 10, because I was driving, but I had it on on the PGA Tour, like, I guess CBS simulcast or whatever. And... I was picking up groceries and I was waiting on groceries watching it. And I mean, he hit that ball. I mean, you do, you do grocery pickup. I did. To, I did Sunday night. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Why would I not? I, is it Instacart? No, I went to Kroger and oh, did the click the, list. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, so they show that angle and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm dead. Like he can't, I didn't think he could hit the ball. No. And then they went to a commercial and came back. And I was like, oh, man, he can hit that. I was thinking he could hit it over just in front of the green. Or just short and then try to get up and down. Mm-hmm. He hit the damn thing pin high. Eight like, feet. perfect distance. That was incredible. It was yeah. Amazing. When they first showed it, I thought he was going to maybe have to like try and bounce it off the tree. Yeah. Like, remember, who did that at the British Open like years ago? Gary Player. Did he? That was after he raked like Patrick Reed behind the ball. <laughs> Go back and watch the video. Really? Yes. Okay. We got cheating, cheating accusations. It, it may not have been that shot, but there's well, one. Do anyway. you think somebody moved Max Holmes' ball? <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to go back and see where they were shooting that camera angle from. Because, it was interesting. Because that one was wild to me. And then they go, so they play 10. That's understandable. Signature hole, of course, right? Then they go to 14 and par 3. Did they just... Were they just like making this up on the fly? Or was that the closest tee box to them? Like, I think it must. How could that 10 be? Ten must plan? be close to fourteen, and then fourteen greens close to eighteen. I don't know. It must be um, a loop. We got we got golf carts. Yeah, I, I don't know why you couldn't just get it figured out. Yeah, and you're gonna have a finish drive like, them like, from ten to 18. like this couldn't have been a thing just for that for this week. Maybe it was, but like normal weeks, they expect to have fans, and most of the fans are behind eighteen green. Well, they now they said in a normal year the playoff would have started on 18. Okay, with fans. Okay, they did say that. Still, a par three playoff, I think, is bullshit. 
I mean, Fino hit a terrible shot. He did. But you shouldn't. You can't just... rag on the guy too much for shooting 64 the final round. I'm not ragging on Fino. I know, but people are bid. Talk about he hadn't big, won. Big Cat from Barstool Sports, you know who that is? Mm-hmm. He did some live video where, and I got I got a little mad about this because he's all, he's supposed to be following sports pretty closely. And if he's going to talk about it, he should have his facts straight. But he's talking about Fino, and he's like, I did not know about this Puerto Rico curse. And he's going on and on and on about it. Victor Hovland broke the curse. Yeah, it's over. It's over. Come on. Yeah, for sure. So that's my battle with Barstool Sports for the day. Yeah, he should know that. Mm-hmm. He was pulling up a tweet from like last February, whenever the Puerto Rico Classic would have been then, because there were like eleven straight years where the Puerto Rico Classic champion hasn't won another tournament or something. I saw something on the Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico Classic field. I think they have fifteen sponsor exemptions this year. Nice. <laughs> Bryson Nimmer's in it. I'm sure your boy Duvall's in it. He was an alternate the other day. Has he bumped up? Who, Duvall? Yeah, he was an alternate. Oh. He's, he might just get in off his number. No, he did not make the cutout in... Uh, no. Whenever the last time you were here. He was rusty. I mean, One last week. They don't let him play much. It was two weeks. He played the AMX. No, he played Pebble he Beach. He played Pebble, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he just played more. I got rebuttals for you, though. Okay. You didn't let me start Get him that. out of the way. I'm going to get him out of the way. First off, Stuart was knocking me for the whiskey drink that I poured, saying you can't let JP pour a drink because it's too strong. However, we were drinking straight whiskey. True. So the strength of the whiskey does not change by the size. If it was like a transfusion, okay, I'm on your side. It was just a lot of whiskey. Well, you could have chosen not to drink at all. (laughs) That's your choice. It didn't change the strength. That's, That's a... True point. My my only comment was just that it was full. And I'm going to... This this, but, this might be a potential autopress of the year. Okay. For, 20, for maybe the past two years for me. And it might not technically be JT's fault, but it's somebody's fault in JT's camp, maybe. Who counts the other people's stroke play scores in a match play event to see how many people you would have beaten? <laughs> Come on, JT. He's talking about like he did that at uh, at the USAM. He what did he shoot? No, he said his dad did. He said his dad did. And then in his match, yeah. So he played his match. He shot two under and lost. He said he would have. So he got buzzsawed. He would have lost like like thirty of the other thirty-two matches. Yeah. (laughs) You don't like that one? No. (laughs) I do not. Uh, well. So I that's mean, that's all my rebuttals. I did have the tiger story. I'm I'm not gonna bring that up out of uh respect to Tiger today. So, man, what a what a weird day. Oh, and also last week was not the first week I've missed. I missed a member guest one week that Jimbo came in and did. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Those are my few things. I just wasn't in here by myself. You weren't. That's true. We where have were been. You, where were you for? Uh, oh, you were at golf, golf camp. camp. But we have been separated on phone-ins quite a bit. Even at the yeah. beach or out out skiing. I was COVID hiding. Yeah, we've had that, but I didn't get sunburnt in Florida. 
I just kind of hung out for a few days. Madeline was leaving in a couple of days. I just wanted to stay home. Your sunburnt shoulders. Sunburnt shoulders. Have you found the field yet? I mean, it, the, it's just being really slow. The field for the Puerto Rico Open. Dominic's playing again. Mm. At least he was. He... Who are you wanting to know? Duval? Yeah. Dave... Yeah, he's in. Yeah. Wow. This field is amazing. Go up. <laughs> we, I feel like we do this. Daniel all, Chopra. All these opposite field events. Well, this one's pretty for, good. You forget a lot of people. Ricky even, Barnes. Well, he's on tour. Even play golf. Eric Axley. I thought he quit. <laughs> I did. I, I thought that he retired. And he was like teaching out in California. Ball striker Roberto Castro's in the field. Chris Couch. He makes a cut. Chris Couch. He will make the cut. Carlos Franco. Whoever Edward Figueroa is. Hmm. Who's right. it? Let's see who the alternate list is. I thought You thought Duvall was on the alternate list? He was a couple days ago, but he's obviously gotten up. Michael Bradley, Robert Gomez, Frank Licklider, Tommy Armour, Paul Stankowski. For these guys to get on the alternate list, do they have to like... These sign are all up. winners. No, but do they have to sign up and say that they would play if it gets to their number? So. They're just automatically signed up. I think they're just up. on there, and yeah, I don't think so. I've always wondered that. Like, does Jadon Blake check off every event for the year? And he's like, you never know. Your boy BVP Bovin Pelt. Well, he's still. I mean, he's probably exempt. Omar Uresti's in the field. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go beat up on all the. Senior PGA Tour player or senior PGA Club pros. Who's this guy? Donnie Trosper. I don't know. Can you Google Can't him? Click on these people. I like that name. Donnie Trosper. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, you qualified. Yeah, qualifies for third PGA Tour tournament. Hmm. We should get him on. Tony Trost played at Michigan State. They got the WGC this week at Concession. Have you ever played there? No. They had the NCAAs there. I think Max Holman won it. No, DeChambeau. You sure? Yeah. It's 2015. Where where did Homo win it? I don't know. Not Concession, though. Somewhere in Atlanta, maybe? Dominic finished second one year. I don't feel like Dominic finished second at concession. Let's see. Max Homa. He won it in 2013. Max Homa did? Mm-hmm. That must be when Dom... Yeah, it was in Milton. So keep going. Does, does Crab it, apple. Does it show who finished second? Uh-oh. All right, I told somebody the other day that it was uh, where Max Homo won it, and he'd be a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were off. You only off by a couple years. I need to get my I need to get my facts better. I messed up with Duval and Eric Flores earlier. Yeah, he did. That's all right. He at least he played with him. But this is cool that they're doing the WGC there. I mean, the WGC, that's just hard to get excited about. Okay. I'm excited. 72 guys. No Tiger. No Tiger. Well, 
gonna be a while. I mean, I'm just no saying. speculation, no speculation, facts only. Well, you got anything else? <laughs> no, I'm excited to just get the uh, the interview going. I've I've done my auto press. Um, we had some mail time. I don't know if we want to play them. Oh, we do. Yeah, had a few mail times. Oh, we gotta play the mail times. Okay. Well, pass me over that thing. <laughs> pass you over the, the thing. Uh, the chord. You want me to play the Blues Clues song? No, let's just get let's into just, mail time. Let's get into mail time. I haven't listened to any of them. I know we got one from... Uh... Just play them. Don't tell me. Okay. What's up, Auto Press? This is Big Murr. Down here in the Phoenix Springs, Florida. I just watched a little bit of this golf tournament. Uh, I just want to get your guys' opinion, you know, if you guys are tired of hearing about uh, Tyler Newcomber's thumbnail. He had surgically removed. They're acting like he had, uh, you know, major surgery. But the dude lost the thumbnail, and they're making a huge deal out of it. I just I don't really like it. And he said he lost it. He closed a hotel window on it. One, the only reason you open a hotel window is to smoke weed. We all know that. And who the fuck staying in a hotel on the PGA Tour? Um, there was something else I wanted to touch on, but it's kind of escaping me. I'm just too frazzled about this whole Tyler McCumber deal. Uh, anyway, glad to hear your thoughts. Have a good one. Roll Tide. <laughs> yeah, this is Big Murph again. I remember what was escaping <laughs> me. Um, I'm a little disappointed in uh, Coach JP this week. Uh, his shoulders were too sunburnt last week to attend the uh, podcast. And to come to find out he lives less than three miles down the road, um, I thought the guy had more heart than that. I can remember as probably, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, we were playing at the Tuniac Springs the night before JP gets absolutely ripped, splits his head open, has to go get sewed up, and the guy still showed up on the first tee looking like he was straight out of Vietnam with a bandage around his head. And... uh you know, if he can play to that, I can't believe he can't make the podcast after a, a long weekend in Jupiter. And not to mention, I was expecting a complete breakdown on David Duvall, and I didn't get it as promised. So a little upset, JP. Not real happy with you. But uh, anyway, have a good one. Roll Tide. Yeah, it's it's less than three miles. We, yeah, we, we Googled it after that comment in at 2.1. 2.12, I think. And that's, that's going – by the road yeah i mean as the crow flies it's, it's less than that when i ride my bike um <laughs> that tyler mccumber thing a lot of people had that same comment about everybody the, said that about the hotel window that's great and i played 36 holes that day after i cracked my head open and big more surprisingly so jp and madeline came over saturday night that exact story came up without even without knowing. without listening to that voicemail that story about jp Cracking his head open came up Saturday night. But it was, I was sleepwalking. There are witnesses to this. We had gone to sleep. I was on an air mattress next to my friend Cody Causey. He, oh, he woke man. up and found me in the driveway. So, mm-hmm. we got one more here. What is up, Auto Press World? It is David Luttrell back again. Uh, second week in a row. Didn't get aired last week. Um, not placing any blame on uh, JP, all on Stu here. But hey, it's all good. Your co-host was missing, so, hey, Stu, I don't blame you either. Falls on JP for not being a good co-host and showing up like he should. But, uh, you know, this week, Max Homa got the win. Pretty incredible. 
Um, I will say I did uh, go in and live bet. I wasn't as lucky as some others to get in before, but I did get a live bet on him. Um, right whenever he hit up against that tree, I just had a feeling. Uh, sucks that Finau cannot close out again. What do you guys take on that? Is he ever going to win again? Um, I personally see it coming soon. Um, the other thing is, as much as I hate to see it, I, or hate to say it, I don't think Tiger comes back um, in time for the Masters unless something miraculous happens. And another low take on this is I don't think he actually had back surgery. Um, I think it's something else that he's not telling anybody, um, keeping it quiet. Um, but, you know, time will tell. Everything will come out. Let me hear your takes on those couple things. First off, let me tell – so last week, it, when I was playing the voicemails, Justin couldn't hear them, so it was really, it was really awkward trying to play the JPs, and I was like, I can't. So I'd have to play it and then kind of read to him what what was said and then react. Uh, so a little bit of a struggle last week, and man, a little bit's changed since Tiger since this call. Holy cow! If something miraculous happened, I mean, damn. Anyway, I I mean, Finau, he's going to win. We touched on that. Yeah, he shot he shot 64 on Sunday. He might win this week at concession. It was the low round. He's, I mean, I hate that he, I mean, he had a, a putt to win. He could have won. I mean, but Max Homa should have made that putt on 18, and right. he wouldn't even had the chance. So, it's coming. He'll get there. But Latrell is back. That's sorry, uh, sorry, I didn't play last week, Latrell. Well, that's the mail time. Um, I think we had a good one. On to Big Money Golf and Eric Flores. Make, yes, and and start a hashtag, make Q School great again. You'll hear about it. We've got some special guests tonight. We got Dusty and Eric Flores, kind of a tag team in Canadian Q School down there this week. Dustin, you represent. The Big Money Golf Classic, which has gotten a lot of traction on social media and being former mini-tour golfer and really following a lot of that. I mean, it seems to really pick up some steam, and it's been some some great ideas, a lot of movement. What kind of led to that, you know, the, the thought process behind that and getting that started? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, first of all, thank you guys for, for having me on. Um, more than, more than grateful to, uh, to spend some time explaining, you know, kind of what we have going on. It's kind of moved really quick lately. Uh, I think, I think the big money golf classic just came around, uh, my, myself and tournament director, Perry Faulkner, um, we're just looking at the mini tour market and, and what exactly was missing. Um, so I, I think a lot of it, it we've spent about three months talking to current players, past players on mini tour players that that necessarily you know ran out of money and and they just said there weren't enough big money events right so um we ultimately came to came to agreement for a hundred thousand dollar win and, and a four hundred thousand dollar purse and we uh we really saw immediate traction with that uh, a lot of the guys especially at the mini tour level you know we saw they they really really enjoy being able to play for that type of purse. Um, it was really simple for the most part. We just took a uh, normal mini tour entry fee, times it by three, and times everything else by three. So it wasn't anything you know as far as brain science goes. We just kind of listened to the players and what they wanted, and and that's what 
that that's what we did and it was very successful uh january 4th through the 6th down um just outside of orlando uh was the the first event we put on um and uh you know we got great reception from the players and and everything went great yeah it was fun to follow you guys did a great job i mean not a lot of mini tour events have the uh coverage you guys had it it felt like a big time event bringing in people like Chantel McCabe to do some coverage you had people doing interviews after every round I mean it was a lot of fun to follow what kind of um drove you down that path to really kind of make it mainstream on social media yeah I think uh I I think that especially myself and the group of investors that we have um just trying to stay up to date with the times, you know? Um, and, and that is, that is everything on social media as much as we can do, try to be transparent to the players and, and just get them excited for, for anything that, that we have going on. It's, it's the, you know, right now it's, it's the most financially makes sense. Um, it's, it's very, it's very inexpensive to advertise on social media once you get your, your following up. Um, and, it, it helps everybody stay informed. So I think the big thing, Chantel did a great job. Ryan French was down there. He did a great job. Um, the all pro tour who, who managed the event. Um, they, they did a great job. Their, their media person, Brandon, um, was awesome. Also, uh, helping out Chantel and Ryan. So, you know, we, we did get a lot of traction on social media and, and that, that is continuing to grow as we speak. So what's kind of the plan, going forward for the rest of the year as far as or or i guess you know are you wanting to have a an event once a month once every six months what's kind of the the long-term goal of it or is there is it really been thought out that far i guess um i i think the the main thing with us is is just listening to the players and what what do the players want you know and Across the board, we have seen players want to play for more money, even at the mini tour uh, level. So, you know, exactly what do the players want? Um, and that brought us to the, the current situation, which I'm sure most people know um, that's exploding on social media right now is, is the Money Mondays. And that was just simply listening to what players wanted. Um, we tried to deliver that. Uh, I, I don't know how many events we'll put on a year. Um, we really don't want to step on any of their mini tours feet. We, we want them to be able to do what, what they've, they've done so great for, for the years. And, and, um, you know, I think our, our thing is, is, is concentrate on money Mondays, continue to have the big money golf classic and then expand into the women's game and the long drive game is, is kind of where we're going. moving. Yeah. You guys right had, now. you guys had Sandra Gall playing in the big money classic. Yes, correct. She, uh, you know, she messaged us on social media and and asked, you know, about how how long we were playing the the event from. We answered her, and then a few days later, she signed up. I know she's very excited for the women's event. Um, she is basically already verbal, even though we haven't um, get, got the exact days down or or exactly the course, but um, it, it'll fall right there at the beginning of January, also during their dead period. So the, the women's event will be the exact same as the men's. It'll be a hundred thousand dollar win $400,000 purse also. That's awesome. So I know you mentioned there, so 
where we've gotten a, a lot of traction or I've seen is obviously the money Mondays. Where does that kind of stand right now? The The last thing I saw is y'all, it looked like you kind of got a cease and desist letter from the PJ tour. And then they're threatening to ban people <laughs> that, that, uh, entered in it. I mean, it sounded from what I saw, it sounded pretty threatening. I don't know. And and maybe back up, not to step any stew, but some people might not know what Money Mondays are yet. Very true. So maybe we can explain that. Um, it's my favorite thing I've seen. Organized gambling to the T, basically. Um, could you explain that whole process to us? Yeah. So, so I think going back to, again, listen to the players, um, we we've heard for months, even before the big money golf classic happened that, that, uh, you know, these players are, are spending all this money on Mondays and it is so hard to get through. Um, it, it, if, if you're not shooting 65 or, you know, 64, you might as well throw your clothes in the back of your car and head on out. And thank you for paying 500 lodging and 450 on your entry fee. And, and, and move on to, to the next week, you know? So everybody has, that we've seen, you know, one of the perks attached to Monday. So the easiest way to do that was to allow these guys to invest, not gamble in themselves, just like they do every, <laughs> every week on, sorry, on the mini tour. Sorry and, for that term. Um, yep. So, so that is, you know, that kind of goes into the next thing of the stance we're taking. Um, these players are investing in themselves. Um, they are paying a $200 fee, uh, to play in the event. A hundred percent of that goes towards the purse. They do pay a hundred dollar membership fee that covers the entire year. Um, so basically money Mondays consists of two separate events each Monday with the corn Ferry tour, uh, Monday qualifiers. And let's say a hundred guys get in from course a, well then the first is $20,000. And if 60 guys, get in from course B, then the purse is $12,000. Um, so, and, and you only play against the guys that sign up for the, the game online. Um, so ultimately it gives guys a chance. We did an example purse. We were at the Monday qualifier down in Sarasota. Um, and we did an example purse. And, you know, the four guys that qualified on one course would have made it look like 3,000 each. Um, and then, the, you know, the guy that won on the other course but more importantly, about 25 guys would have paid for their entry and their expenses based on this purse. So um, th that's the thing. We're not trying to make anybody rich with this. We're, we're simply giving guys an avenue to play for money on Mondays. And, you know, maybe that gives them another three months before they run out of money, you know, maybe they can continue to chase their dream a little bit longer. And, and that's all, that's all we really, really wanted when, when this was created. And initially I think we thought the PGA tour wasn't really going to worry about it. It had been out and announced for close to, I think 45 to 60 days before anything happened. And then all of a sudden when they saw people signing up for it, um, we did receive a phone call. They are taking the stance that, it is gambling and we're taking the stance that's investing. So, you know, they have reached out, as you know, um, we, we plan on getting together with them actually this coming week. And hopefully we can come to an agreement here and, and this can be, you know, this can make sense for everybody. Um, if not, unfortunately, you know, we, we will be taking the next step 
for, you know, somebody of a higher power to be able to rule that this is investing and not gambling. So that is kind of our official. Kind of like online poker where they, they try to separate. I mean, it's a, it's a game of skill, right? So. Correct. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a, I love the concept because y'all, nobody, y'all wouldn't be on site. Correct. You would just take the results that are, that are entered in, figure out who signed up and, and divide up the, the place money. Correct. Correct. So yep. All it is, is, is we wouldn't be on site. Guys can register online um, up until 6 AM the day of the event. Uh, and a hundred percent of that money goes into the, to the purse and they'll, they'll face off against the guys that, that also entered. So, you know, there could be a chance that the guy that wins first place money might not have even qualified for the event if the other four didn't enter the event. So um, not only with that, you know, but we're, we're not out here complete open and transparency to all the players out there. As I know the mini tour, um, mini tour players, like, you know, right now we're giving away an entry to the free money. Uh, we're giving away an entry to the big money golf classic uh, to the money winner of money Mondays. And we're also paying for, for corn Ferry tour Q. So for the following year, so, um, you know, we're not making any money. Um, if we do make some, it'll be very little. It is completely to get us content, um, for the year and to ultimately help the, the grinders out there that grind day in and day out and aren't necessarily thought of until something like this comes around. And then of course it's another hit to them, um, where, they're not able to go out there and make money as the PGA tour stands. So what, what's your background on getting into this? Were you, were you playing a lot? Did you, did you grind out the mini tours? um, Yeah, I chased some Mondays, uh, in, in 2008, didn't really do any mini tours. Um, but, uh, did chase, chase Mondays in 2008 and, you know, I ran out of money. So I had about 25,000. I ran out of money and, and maybe a, a concept like this would have helped me last another three or six months, you know? So that that's just kind of, of my background. That's that's pretty much it. And um, I, uh, you know, I moved on um, and got out of the golf business for a while. And, and now, obviously, I've circled my way back in. So that is, uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Okay. And what about you have like a main sponsor, the state Kings. Um, is that a way for somebody like me sitting on my couch? I can invest in a player through that. Yeah. So, so what you will see coming up is, um, is state Kings has been a great partner through all this, uh, state Kings, you know, just launched into the golf side here recently, kind of with the big money golf classic in January. So it's a way for players and they've been very, very prominent in poker. They're, they're the main source of, of staking in, in poker at, by about, they own about 95% of the market um, in poker in this side of players, you know, funding, funding basically their entry fees. Um, so what you'll see here is, is players can go out there and get their entry fees paid for um, and also give up a percentage of their earnings. Right. So let's say you have a, a, all pro tour event that costs a thousand dollars to get in. They can post themselves on state Kings for a thousand dollars, give away, let's say for example, 50% of their earnings. Um, and 
and basically engage in the fan base. And, you know, one guy can come up with a thousand or it could be 25 different guys that come up with, with the thousand. They all would, you know, own a piece of that golfer for investing in that golfer. Um, uh, we are currently talking to some players on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh, we we have some Corn Ferry Tour players, you know, for twenty five hundred or or three thousand or four thousand dollars, depending on their plan. They're willing to give away, you know, thirty to fifty percent of their earnings. So um, that that is that is where golf is turning. It's going to make it more affordable. It's almost going to be an insurance policy for the players. Um, and, you know, like anything else, certain entities are, are going to have to get used to stuff that is that is legal and is here and it's not going anywhere. So I'm not going to lie. That sounds like that sounds awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean it's, it's completely different. You, you can have, you know, you know we, we aren't currently talking to any PGA Tour players, but a PGA Tour player, you know, on a course that he's missed a cut the last three years he's played it, he can say, you know what? I want 10 grand this week and I'm still going to try and make the cut, but you know, for 10 grand, I'll, I'll give away 40% of my earnings this week. So can, um, can anybody who struggles on and you know, now you, you have the risk coming from the, the crowd base out there and, and, and the fan base. So can, can anybody that's playing on the corn Ferry tour basically sign up to stake themselves or, are you recruiting the players to come on there? So no, no. They, they, right now, we are obviously with everything's going on. We're doing it behind closed doors. We are um, speaking with them. Um, we we want to sit down. We want to sit down and be completely transparent with the PGA Tour. You know, we we want them to welcome this. We believe this is going to help engage. Uh, it's going to engage fans a little bit more. We we also believe, you know, that ultimately. It, it it might take a few years to get there with, with with the players that are on the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour, but it ultimately is immediately available to many tour players that would like to stake themselves. Um, you know, any tour out there that wants to move over to State King Software, they you know will receive a big money golf classic exemption also um, for their money earned here. So there, there's multiple things. State Kings is is here in the golf business and and it's it's awesome you know i wish it would have been around when i was out there it's going to make it a lot more affordable for professional golf for for everybody and it's going to allow the fans to also follow you know from your one day mini tours all the way up you know you can follow these guys from when they start to when they end up on the pga tour so it's going to it's really good for the game of golf right now it's going to help engage and and it's going to do positive i i mean i can't think of a way to engage people more especially in the corn fairy tour or the mini tours than you know being able to basically i mean invest in golfers and and get some money back i mean just uh that that sounds like a great idea i would i would be perusing state king's website all the time it's fun (laughs) i i i used to play a lot of online poker and i remember watching guys do it and they sweat the final table they all get around and they start cheering on their guy it's great yeah yeah i i i'm sure you're gonna get a lot of resistance from the pj tour for a while for that but um or they're gonna steal the idea 
<laughs> yeah. Um, they, uh, you know, it, 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 we don't want that. We, the PGA tour does a, a lot of, a lot of really good things. And, and, you know, our, our, we, we hope to work with them, you know, and, and, it, you know, if, if you look at the PGA store's stance four or five years ago on gambling, and now they have exclusive partners with it, you know, so they've moved to the gambling side. Why wouldn't investing come before gambling? But right. That, you can click is, on uh, the, you can click on the PGA tour le- live leaderboard now and get live odds. It's, it's, it's in the app. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, t- speaking of all the mini tours, you want to bring in Eric now with a, with, uh, one of your, I guess your players on the, in the big money classic and he made, he made money in the big money classic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll hand it over to to Eric here. Um, he played really well today and, um, he can, he can take it over from here. Thanks Dustin. Thank you. Hey guys, what's going on? What's up, Eric? Just down here in Weston Hills, Florida. (laughs) So near Fort Lauderdale. Ooh, that, that airport might be the worst place in the entire world. (laughs) I just just flew, I just flew in and out of there about 10 days ago. And I don't think I'll ever go back to Fort Lauderdale. (laughs) So there's uh, there's worse places in the country right now to be. So I'm thankful to be here. (laughs) There you go. So you're, you're down there playing in the uh, Canadian tour Q school, correct? Correct. Yep. Five, five under today. Five under, no, no bogeys. Uh, so, yeah, it was a good start. Um, and I played the afternoon. I, I think I might have had the lowest round the afternoon wave. So, yeah, it's a good start. Um, I'm just kind of fighting to get status back. I, I took a five-year hiatus from the game after an injury and, again, running out of, of funds. Um, went through a divorce. It was kind of like all the – it's like if a country singer could write a song about a, a mini tour or – I should say I was a temporary tour player, nationwide tour player back then. Uh, if they could write a song about it, that would be uh, pretty much my story at the time. So well, I'm happy to be back playing. In in that five years, you you did do some singing, didn't you? Did you did you write a song about it? No, I I did some I did a little bit of singing. I did write some songs, but not about that. Uh, I I did I do have a band called the New Natives. A buddy Johnny Rocco and I uh, put together this two man, and uh, we do have a few songs out there on Spotify and all the streaming platforms. But no, those are just like one's an acoustic song and and another one's like a rock song. But yeah, I, I do enjoy playing guitar. Like you touched on that, but not a whole lot of singing for me. I do a little bit of background vocals. Okay. Okay. So, no, <laughs> yeah. we were we were doing some research trying to figure out your your whole story, Ed, and uh, I was like, man, he hasn't played in a long time. He's in. Are you are you living in North Carolina? Correct. Yeah. So okay. I moved out from Northern California in two thousand early two thousand thirteen um, for my second season on the nationwide. Well, then then I went to Web dot com that year, uh, and I've been there for eight years now. So um, I'm loving living there and. Uh, yeah, really, it's, it's, you know, I don't know how much you want to dive into that story, but I, I tore some intercostal muscles. I, I lost my uh, my card in the end of two thir- 2013 and had to go back to Q school and was playing a, a mini tour event, prepping for that uh, e-golf event. It used to be called the e-golf tour out there in Carolina. And 
I played some I events wait- there. Yeah, so we were, I was at Northstone Country Club. It was cold. I had actually shot 65 the first round, was leading, and I was warming up the next morning and and just felt this weird, extremely painful jab in my ribs and uh, ended up having uh, to withdraw from, from Q school. It was coming up, so I, it was a tough decision. I took six months off. I rehabbed. I went back and played. Monday qualified uh, actually for – for one event, played some mini tour events, and then went back into Q school the next year in 14, the end of 14, and and missed by a shot at second stage, which would have got me at least some conditional status on the web.com tour back then, so I could have flunked it. Um, and I, yeah, it was out of money. That was it. That was my last hurrah. So that whole year just kind of took a lot out of me, um, emotionally and and physically, and then obviously you know monetarily, but. Um, it led to, led to some really great things in my life, um, a lot of a lot of maturing, um, and being a, being thankful for what I do have. I have a great family, and um, I've been been given some great opportunities. I've taken advantage of um, in some other business with uh, in the restaurant business in Charlotte. We're doing great. We've got a restaurant group there called ELZ, and, and we have uh, Bordeaux. Uh, which won best restaurant in 2019 and then a new place called Vana, which is all wood cooking, uh, real wood cooking, no gas or anything like that. And that just opened up mid pandemic. If you can believe that <laughs> and we're, we're actually doing okay. So the brands are doing great. Um, I would say Vana's poised to be probably the best new restaurant. Um, definitely a top five place in town. And uh, Charlotte's been growing a lot the last really more than five years, but really the last five years has grown so much. So to kind of be a part of that, it was just a big passion of mine. I got some other special things I won't announce on here yet, but some other things in the works with some food and some golf stuff. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great to expand and kind of broaden my, my horizons a bit. Um, golf's been my life for so long. It was, it was nice to branch out, but, uh, I knew I always wanted to come back and play. And, um, I didn't really mean to take five years off. It just kind of happened. And, uh, <laughs> I recently got remarried um, last year. My anniversary is coming up Saturday, the 27th. And um, when you find when you find the right woman who's supportive and and uh, you kind of get an opportunity to go play again, you know, I'm 33, and I think it's it's the right time to do it. You know, I feel like I'm hitting my prime years for golf. Hell yeah! yeah. My roommates are getting married in Charlotte in December. Um, maybe I'll have to point them in your direction. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'd love to have them. Just uh, just have them reach out for yeah. sure. So what gave you the urge to get back into golf? So, I mean, it, people that listen to this know, but, and we briefly discussed off air, but I played at Auburn and then played on the mini tours for three or four years. And as soon as I quit playing, I mean, JP makes fun of me. Like I, I hate going to play golf if it's not perfect weather now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I hate trying to make four footers all day. Uh, what kind of gave you the urge to to make another run at it after you know obviously having success in other businesses and um not having to go play golf again i guess sure no it's a really good question um i think the simple answer is unfinished business um i always felt like i had never reached my potential playing professionally um and uh you know, I just, I, I wanted another crack at it. I enjoy a good challenge. It's really funny you say that because um, I, I hated playing golf unless it was absolutely perfect. 
as well. <laughs> and if there was at least six or seven beers waiting for me in the cooler on the car or something like that with some friends. But um, yeah, it was tough to even play. I couldn't, I didn't watch a PGA tour event for at least two years. I mean, I couldn't even watch golf. It well, was just, it just hurt too bad. You know, just like, Oh man, like seeing all my friends out there. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like I was jealous or anything. It was just like, Hey man, like I, I didn't even know, like I didn't tell people I played golf. So like, people met me, my wife, I've known her for, over four years now and uh for the first two years we weren't dating or anything when i knew her the first two years but she didn't even know i had played professional golf she had no idea um (laughs) so it was like you know it just like it was just kind of a sore subject for me um but yeah i just knew i wanted to do it and and when i did it i wanted to be like you know fully fully back into it i know what it takes to to get out there and to get through key school i've gone through a few times and um you know, it, 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 you can't, it's not something you can really do on the side. So ironically enough, COVID has given me the opportunity to, to step out away from uh, the restaurant business. And, you know, for the first couple of months we were shut down and everything was on hold. So I had originally planned to come back and prep basically this spring, 2021 for a 2021, uh, excuse me, Q school run. But when the shutdown happened and we didn't know what was going on, I just said, you know what, like, take my salary back. That's fine. But we don't need that over our heads right now. And I'm just going to go play, you know. Um, I still have a, a portion of, you know, partnership there. I'm just going to go play. And, and everyone's super supportive of that. That's that's why I'm partnered with them. My partner, Deuce Whiteside, and, and the chef, Mike Knoll, like, all fully supportive of, of golf. Uh, for me just knowing my, my background and of course we've played a few rounds and, and so they saw they saw the game and they were like man you should probably go <laughs> go play uh so anyways uh i've really kind of taken advantage and pivoted uh with covid as using this this past year 2020 as a reason to go back and play um and unfortunately they canceled q school last fall so that that sucked so i changed some mondays for a little while played some really just played anything I could get into. Um, I played Carolina mountain tour events. Those are one day events, you know, 150, 200 bucks to get in, um, just to wet the palette and, uh, played some G pro and some all pro went out to outlaw tour, played West Florida, I've played West Florida tour. I've played uh minor league tour. So just all sorts of stuff. Uh, just really anything, just kind of immersing myself back in, getting some competition rounds under my belt. And uh, I've had some narrow success. I mean, I last, the last two Corn Ferry Mondays of 2020, um, the last fall, I missed both of them by shot Savannah and uh, Orlando. Um, and what does that look like? That's a 67 and a 65. And again, mm. you're going home, going home packing. So, but again, like for me, like I'm just looking to play well. It's pretty easy to get down on yourself with the Monday process. Um, especially since it used to be seven spots at each site. Now you're down to four. So, uh, yeah, it's a little bit getting used to, you know, there's a lot of rules have changed in the last five years. Um, you know, the, the tours changed a little bit. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but, uh, you know, you can use lasers now and all that stuff. I mean, it's crazy. You can use a compass now. Couldn't do that back when I You can use a compass. Yeah. Jeez. You're allowed to use a compass now. So, well, We've we've gotten 
really far ahead and and not even touched on your background you you mentioned friends on tour um for those listening that that might not know you were a 14 four-time first team all pack 10 and three-time all-american at ucla correct yeah and we won the ncaa title my junior year um as a team kevin chapel was on that team most most notably and he won that individually right he won individually correct yes I was looking up the results today. It must have been fun to whoop up on Stanford by a shot. I'm sure they were a rival. Yes, Stanford by a shot, and more importantly, USC, Southern California by two shots. Oh, man. Wow, so, that, was a, that was a barn barter, huh? It was, and I think we shot like 40 or 41 over par or something like that as a team, and we won. That's how hard the course was playing. It was a, it was a Pete Dye course. Um, at uh, what was it at uh, Purdue? I'm trying to remember. I think it's called the Campin Course. It's at Purdue. It was like 7,600 yards, wind blowing 30. Rough was like seven inches deep. They had spawners on both sides. It was just auto bogey if you missed the fairway. It was insane. <laughs> and Chapel shot under par. He's the only guy to finish under par for the week. <clears throat> so it was insane. Honestly, that was the hardest hardest golf. A lot of college golf is is tough, as you know. I think they kind of set them up like you know. They set PGA him up Tour. so hard. P- PGA, yeah, PGA Tour players would be like absolutely, you know, <laughs> they would be pissed if they played those courses how how we played them. But um, they just I don't know if they just think we're amazing or whatever. But uh, yeah, anyways, it was really really tough. Um, and that was actually I think the last year that they did stroke play. So oh, nice. um, because my senior year they switched to the match play. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool to be a part of something like that and be a part of a team. You don't get that much, you know, that many chances to be on a team with golf. And I'm not a big team sports guy, but you still get to play your own ball in golf, which is great. So, um, yeah, those are great years and great memories I'll always take with me for sure. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I was looking through the leaderboard just to kind of look at it, seeing some of the names. I mean, you had Ricky Fowler and Billy Horschel and – Hudson Swafford. Then you get a bunch of guys like a Rory He who didn't make it. Right. And you're just like, oh my God. Or your yeah, teammate, Rory he, Philip Francis. Philip Francis. I think Webb Simpson might have been there that year. I mean, he was gone. I'm pretty sure he was there. Maybe they didn't make it that year. But, anyways, I mean, there's a, out of that class of guys. Yeah. Uh, there's so many players um, that were there. I mean, Morgan Hoffman. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's just a crazy amount of guys that are playing on tour right right in that, right in those years. Yeah, so you've, you've been paying attention. To, well, not for a couple of years. You couldn't watch it because you were beating up on all those guys all those times. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So just, you know, again, knowing my game was there uh, for, you know, junior golf. I, I was, you know, again, played well. You know, I was number two recruit. Me and Brian Harmon and myself were coming out of high school. Um, and playing well in college, and I almost turned pro in in, uh, in college after my freshman year, which was arguably arguably my best year. Um, so I'm glad I stayed and, and got some more experience. Um, I just think I had some maturing to do, and luckily, um, you know, some of the harder times led to to that process, and uh, you know, just kind of being more grounded as a, as a man. And, and, and that's really, again, prepped me for, for I, I believe, another good run. Um, I, I would say I wouldn't say a better run, just a different run um, for what I'm doing. 
uh, with golf these days and, and keeping things in perspective and staying healthy and, and mentally healthy and all that. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to be back. I mean, can, uh, Canadian school, which are, again, I'm in the middle of right now, um, here in Florida, I got the first site. So, uh, again, all that process has changed since I've played, um, PGA tour bought the Canada tour. They opened up Latin America and then, the, the, uh, PGA tour China. So I don't know exactly what's going on with those this year with COVID, but they've decided to do Canada. Um, so I wouldn't have considered doing Canada, but now that, you know, you have some status with the PGA tour with it, as well as, um, you know, that those tour money lists feed into the corn fairy tour or, or at least exempt you through some stages um, of Q school this fall. It seems like the right thing to do is just to at least get some status back. Um, and, you know, Canada kind of sounds nice in the summer. So I'll take my wife up there and travel a little bit. And, uh, you know, I don't mind starting back from the bottom. So, yeah, it's yeah, not here, bad. Here, here we are. Here well, we are. You've got such a, I mean, to be 33, I just think from a, another 33 year old that would have been out there playing this whole time and grinding and, and doing the same thing. I mean, I almost feel like you got a leg up on those people. You got real world experience. You've got, you've had a real job, you know, the, how hard it is in the, in the regular world. I mean, I just think a perspective that you can bring would give you such an advantage over, like I said, somebody that's just been continually grinding, you know, for the last 10 or 11 years since they got out of college. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, I think perspective is with life in general, but especially with golf, there's so much time to think in between shots, and it's not a reactionary game, so you're just a lot of men mental um, stamina involved in it. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've been burnt out before on it a little bit, and um, so, you know, I, I just think anytime you can bring, you know, some experience and even – you know, just life experience to, to the game of golf, it's it's going to do well for you, you know. Does it translate into lower scores? Uh, we'll, we'll see, but <laughs> it, will. It, it translates to a happier life, and that's what's important for me, you know what I mean? So the scores will come, but, uh, yeah, just patience and being, you know, strategic and all that stuff, like, come, comes in. So, But it's important to believe in yourself and, and, uh, and you know, for me, just kind of re rekindle some old juices. So, yeah, awesome. So yeah. Th this week, what you do? You go early tomorrow since you went late today. Correct. Yeah, I'm at same. eight eight a.m. tomorrow for round okay. two. Same course. Um, yep, same course. Yeah, we're all in the same course. I believe there's like a hundred players in the field. So, okay. Um, we're able to do. Yeah, but I'm yeah. I'm from upstate New York originally. A buddy of mine, Gavin Hall, played pretty good today. Um. He actually went to UCLA for a semester, but it would have been probably in 2012, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah, another one of my teammates, uh, Gregor Main, is in the field. Okay. Um, he was He's a little younger than me, but he was there for, I think, one year while I was there. Awesome. He's also a Northern California gentleman like myself. So, yeah, we're, there's a few of us floating around. And, and I, again, I was out of the game for so long. And, and like I said, not even paying attention to the game. And I'd never even looked at college golf. Um, but UCLA's turned out some good players, as, as expected, with, with the program they've got. And um, so it's cool to see some guys floating around. And, 
some guys doing good in, in events and then you realize, oh, they went to UCLA too. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so we got a little good camaraderie going there. Uh, Scott McCarron, who's um, uh, a very famous UCLA alum and a, an awesome guy. He lives uh, just up, up uh, just two exits from me, just north of Charlotte. Uh, really? On Lake Man, where we play. And we both play at Trump National out there. And, and uh, he's kind of taken me under his wing and been an awesome inspiration. Um, and he just moved in there a few years ago. And we just really reconnected this last year when I started playing again. Um, I got back on my, my PGA Tour account, you know, my Twitter account that I had, had built out when I was playing. And I hadn't touched it since I played. So I got back on there. And uh, he re- randomly reached out to me. He was like, hey, I didn't know you were in Charlotte. I'm like, I didn't know you were in Charlotte. And so we, we re-hooked up and. We, you know, we play a lot together. We play a lot of Call of Duty together. Online. Scott McCarron? Um, <laughs> dude, McCarron is a Call of Duty fanatic. I'm telling you, I like Call of Duty. I'm, you know, I'm technically a millennial. I'm an old millennial, but the guy is dialed on Call of Duty. You have no idea. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, he, 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 like, buys his own music. So when he gets in, like, a helicopter or a vehicle or whatever, like, it plays his songs that he wants. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> he's like a little kid. But uh, he's just been awesome. I mean, he, you know, that dude has just got a wealth of experience and knowledge of just golf. And he's still a great competitor. I will say I've only lost to him once in all of our matches. Nice. And he gets, he gets so – I wouldn't say he's pissed because he, he's just a competitor. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just good to have that. And also Kyle Reifers plays out of that club. Um, he's full status on Corn Ferry. He's bounced back and forth, um, PGA and Corn Ferry, and good player, Wake Forest guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played um, so I played a bunch of college golf with Kyle Reifers. And, I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's been out there. Yeah. He has been out there. Since, I mean, I don't know how many years he's had PGA Tour status, but I feel like he has bounced back and forth the entire time. Right. But, but he's still – He's made a career out of it, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and he just had, had a daughter. Um, so he's just loving life with, with, again, a new new season there. And So, yeah, we kind of got a nice little uh, club going on of guys up there. There's more guys in Charlotte, but we're all on the north side up by Lake Norman, which is just – I love the lake up there, and it's a little bit removed from the city. So we can go to the city. It's only 20 minutes from where I'm at, probably about – 30 35 from where they're at but um yeah it's, uh, you know how important it is to draft off guys and kind of get some practice buddies and you know when you want to get a game going like you know you get some stiff competition those guys know how to make some serious birdies so it's um anyways it's been great another ucla guy um scott's also a northern california guy so um you know we we just have that in common we love good wine we love the lake and we love eating food and playing Call of Duty. So what's not to love about that? Man, I'm gonna have to try out this Call of Duty. I've never. I'm not a gamer, but yeah, I just kind of got back into it. Uh, honestly, just because mostly because Scott wanted to play, I play some other games. But yeah, it's pretty fun. There's there's a few guys uh, that that like to play. I play with some of the long drive guys, and um, I, I haven't played with Harold yet. But but Scott plays with Harold when Harold's on. So, or how minor that is. Um, so, anyways, it just, it's just funny. It's just, you know, we're all little kids inside a little bit. And it, especially when you're on the road a lot and you got some time to kill and you're in the hotel room and your internet connection's strong. You just want to 
<laughs> play some Call of Duty. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I don't want to digress into that, but uh, you, you meant so you mentioned Harold Varner, and I know Scott McCarran's taking lessons from Bradley Hughes. Do you have you taken any lessons from Bradley Hughes? I haven't. Um, I have only taken one lesson, I believe, in the last like eight years, at least maybe seven years. Um, so Robert Linville, who's out of, um, Greensboro, uh, I went up and took a lesson with him and all we did was hit three irons cause I was not hitting my long irons very well, but I was hitting everything pretty well and worked on a few things. And, uh, that was just one time and it, and it's honestly, it's been working. So, <laughs> not a whole lot of swing changes going on for me, even coming back after all this time. Um, and Robert Linville, just notably, he was, uh, the U S Japan match, uh, team captain or the team coach, I should say. Um, he was a division two coach of the year. Um, so it was my freshman year. We, we went over to Japan. Um, Dustin Johnson was on that team. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, anyway, so we, we kind of rehooked up when I moved out to North Carolina and he runs a good golf school up there and teaches a lot of LPGA tour pros too, as well as some champions guys. And, um, he's just been a, a overall, um, you know, he's good to talk to. He's like a really good player himself and good coach. So um, sometimes I'll go up and just practice and talk to him. You know, we don't really work on, on anything. So that's, again, it's an important part of the game for, for me. So You're an uh, old school guy. I like that. I know, right? I just, I just work on my yardages with my wedges and starting putts online and, you know, hit so, it solid. So I've, I've, I've got to keep it pretty simple. <laughs> we don't want to take you too much longer. You got to wake up in a few hours, but uh, a yeah, couple, no couple more questions. Um, your first PGA tour event was the fries and you were paired with David Duvall, who is my all time favorite golfer. Do you have, is that, did I see that correctly or did I find the wrong stats? Um, so I did play the fries. I didn't play with Duvall there. I played with him. Final stage of Q school for three rounds. That Is that year. okay? That's what it was. Then. Um, but but either way, I, I played with Kisner, who I played some college golf with. He's just all around awesome guy, and he was just getting on tour at the time at the Fries. And uh, again, that was my first PJ Tour start. I Monday qualified in. It was before I even went to Q school um, huh. in 2011, and and uh, uh, Tiger. That was the first event Tiger came back after a scandal. So everyone was just like going crazy. Uh, somebody, some fan threw a hot dog at him. I remember and got kicked out. I don't know why that happened, but just, I remember that happening. And uh, it was just really cool to be in a field with Tiger, obviously, but also playing a PGA tour event. It was just super nice. I mean, just everything was, I don't know. I was only 23 or four at the time, I think. And anyways, I had actually taken a year off of golf prior to that as well. So oh, it was man. just cool to, to be playing um, in a field of Tiger. I mean, that's all I got to say. It was, it was, it was an aura did for they, sure. Everyone, everyone talks about it and it, it is real. So while, while you were playing today, did anybody update you about Tiger's accident? Oh yes. Abs- yeah. Actually, uh, uh, Dustin <laughs> on the bag. Yeah, I was like, what? He's like, cause he kind of said it nonchalantly. I'm like, that is, that is crazy. Um, and he just, yeah. So, uh, you know, again, you know, everyone's been, been 
going on social media going on about it. But yeah, definitely prayers for him and recovery. And yeah, I mean he's just so good for the game. But more importantly, I mean just it's important to have you know have your life and a quality of life too, and be there for his kids and everything. So yeah, we're all pulling for him. If anybody's going to pull it through and make a comeback, I mean he, the guy's just he's he's a juggernaut. So. Um, yeah, we did hear about that about that today. It's really unfortunate. It is. Um, so I've got. Well, I wanted to backtrack one more time. Okay. I brought up the Duval thing. I got it wrong. I wanted to hear a good Duval story, if you had one. A good Duval story. Yeah. So Duval, I got to play three rounds with him, and this is back when Q School was six rounds, and you could actually qualify for the the big tour, um, which is still how it should be, by the way. Right. Um. But uh, so I was playing with him and Daniel Chopra, who's also a character and and a, just a good player. But um, anyways, I got to study kind of you know study his his game and you know he still hits it long. He's a good iron player. He's just he's David Duvall. He's awesome. Um, but he was obviously there trying to improve his number. I think he had some sort of conditional status, you know, because he's David Duvall trying to improve his number. But um, one of the things I noticed and I was shocked is that his caddy absolutely did everything. And I'm not talking like, you know, he's washing the clubs and doing all his, you know, the, the squire work, but like literally like telling him what to hit, how to hit it. There was one point where David asked him if he was allowed to hit a certain shot. He was like, can I do this? Am I allowed? You know what I mean? I'm like, I can't believe David Duvall is asking permission from his caddy to hit a shot. Like I'm going to tell my caddy what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, for the most part, but it was just funny. I thought it was really interesting, but a guy that, you know, it kind of made sense, a dude who's playing every week and, and going back to the grind thing, you know, how important is a good caddy? I mean, it's super important. I mean, the vibes are important. The information's important. Um, but it's kind of nice to, to, you know, have somebody that you trust enough, you have a good relationship with enough where you can kind of shut your mind off. And, and not grind as hard, you know, when you're playing that many rounds. And it was towards the end of his career, so, you know, it was, uh, you know, now I struggled a lot with vertigo, but, man, the guy's impressive to play with. Um, and, again, long, it, he was long. Like, I was I was longer back then, and I beat on a drive, and I'm like, he just, he's just silky. And I'm like, dang, he just hit a five by me. Like, I smoked that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah, it was, it was really fun. And by the way, I, I played – after three rounds, I beat him by a shot, and I was really proud of that. So. Nice. <laughs> All right, so one question that we ask everybody that comes on here, and I'll preface this with with uh, JP has caddied on the LPGA Tour. He's caddied in a senior major. Two of them. Caddied in the Corn Ferry. Have you caddied on the PGA Tour? No. No. I'm Everywhere waiting. but. I'm waiting. Would you ever let JP caddy for you? Absolutely. <laughs> That's yes. awesome. Absolutely. There's our first. I think Patton's the only. We've had Patton Kazire on earlier, and he immediately said no. Yeah, well, Patton knows me. <laughs> We're going live. In fact, it, we, it, listen, after I get back on the PGA Tour, I don't know when that's going to be. We're, we're going to go live, or we're going to do a podcast. Like, it, I think it'd be fun. I hear. This is endless. I'm not blowing smoke. I'm dead sober right now. I promise. Cause I'm playing early in the morning. <laughs> I think it'd be really cool for fan engagements to like do something. I mean, we have so much technology right now, but like 
you know, and social media is really cool and everything, but to do something really cool uh, in a PGA Tour event like that too. I mean, not just caddying. I think we can we we got to get creative down the road. Okay. It's gonna happen. Well, we're it's gonna, gonna happen. we're gonna have to keep keep in touch then and stay connected. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I don't know if you have any more questions. I wanted to. I do want to weigh in on some of the Money Monday stuff. Just yeah, yeah, go for it. Players' perspective. Um, I know, I know Dustin touched on some of the, the controversy earlier, um, which I think we all saw coming, you know, we're all just kind of like, Oh shoot, that's a great idea. Uh, is a PGA tour, you know, what, what can they do? What kind of recourse can they have? And, and should they really do anything about it? I mean, that's kind of the question is, should they, and I, you know, I think, you know, from my perspective, again, you know, Mondays are hard and just, it's not even just hard, being hard. It's, it's about when you're mobilizing as a player to go play an event, it costs money. Um, and the risk reward on a Monday qualifier, again, only four spots of site now. It used to be seven, still should be seven. That, that whole tour, I, I don't know. I kind of want to back up. I don't want to be super long-winded about this, but when they changed the, the PGA Tour qualifying school, Okay, and, and went from the six-round final round, and you could get 25 cards that way, and then the rest, you know, guys went to the Corn Ferry Tour, and then I think it was next 75 went like full status there. But when they changed that and they made Corn Ferry Tour the only way to get there, um, they they did a few things. One, for from a player standpoint, if you're going out to get private backing, I mean, unless you have family money or some sort of sponsorship deals and stuff like that, you have to go get some backing. You know, it might be a group of guys at your club. It might Absolutely. be a handful of family members. It might be whatever. But if, if you can't – it used to be every year, man, I'm going to get ready, I'm going to play this summer, and then guess what? It's fall and, and Q school time, and we could have a PGA Tour card next year. By next January, we're playing, you know, the, the West Coast Swing. And that's exciting, and that's sellable to, to people investing in you. Yeah, you now, can have a guy working a nine to five that chases it too, or or Tommy Ganey. Yeah, yeah Tommy Ganey, exactly. I and mean, there's so many guys who who have made it through Monday or not through Monday it's through Q School. Ricky Fowler. Yeah, yeah Fowler. I mean, so many guys. I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of guys that you just some names that you're not going to hear now. Now you're going to have to go through the corn fairy tour and I know they have their stats on like, Oh, well, most corn fairy tour players keep their cards over guys who went through Q school, yada, yada, yada. Okay. That's not really the point. What the point is I'm trying to make is that um, from an investment standpoint and finding money to go play, it's, it's much more, e it's much easier to do knowing that you, you can get the return on your investment in one year. Now it's two years because you have to go, to Q school, then you got to go to Corn Ferry Tour, and then you got to graduate. Okay, um, which is guess what? That takes two years, and not only that, Corn Ferry Tour is expensive to play, and the and the purses have not gone up. Right. They've made it. They've made it the exclusive, um, you know, avenue to the PGA Tour, other than through world ranking points and co-sanctioned events and stuff like that with the European Tour. Um, but. It, it just makes it a lot harder to sell from an investment standpoint. And, and you know, again, the, the corn Ferry tour is not even close to the PGA tour as far as um, amenities. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying like I'm complaining about that. I'm just saying there's no 
uh, trailer to, to say, you know, workout trailer and a trainer trailer working on your body and keeping you in shape and all that stuff and, and getting worked on for any therapy. None of that stuff. I mean, um, no child care uh, on the corn Ferry tour. I mean, it's like, we're all in the same boat. We're still on the PGA tour. Um, and it just, it's not run like the PGA tour. And I'm, again, I'm not want to bag on the corn Ferry. It's like, there's amazing people that work on the corn Ferry. Um, the guys in the trucks, um, are awesome. Um, but it's just, you know, they're just not, there's so many guys that are bouncing back and forth, back and forth. And, and some of the guys are, you know, older and they're, they're trying, they're still trying to make a living and waiting for champions tour. And it's just, there's just not a whole lot of money in it. But again, what I'm trying to say is expensive. So if you're going to raise some money from a group of guys at the club, yeah, a group of guys at the club, you know, you're looking at 50 to $75,000 a year for the whole year to go play, including Q school. Then if you get through Q school and go to corn Ferry tour, now you're paying two to three grand a week because now you got a caddy, you know, every week. Um, and you've got to play the, some of those events. And then you can't just, you know, take a light schedule on the Corn Ferry Tour. And then and then they made it a wraparound season on top of that. <laughs> and, you and, know, so, so if you if you qualify out of the Corn Ferry and you just get your card, you just grind it out a full year, you better go make some cuts in the fall series or else you're back down on the Corn Ferry Tour starting the next year. You know what I'm saying? You're going to shuffle down. So it's just really difficult how they've made it. And so, you know, how do I tie that into the money Mondays? It's just like guys are playing Mondays. We've already mobilized. Let, you know, let's go play. We're putting up our own money. You know, it's not gambling. We're just using a site to facilitate the game that we're all agreeing to. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, has nothing against the PGA tour. They, yeah, sure. They should probably have purses anyways. Because again, we're you know there's all these little mini tours that are trying to pop up and and help out guys that are traveling to Mondays to have things to play in, but um, it just it's a no brainer. It's a genius level idea in my books. Um, and uh, you know again, how much does the PGA Tour own on 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 the game of golf? I mean, it's just like we're all just trying to make it, you know. So. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you had a question in there, but no, that that that's a great idea. One one thing I'm. What if, has anybody ever thought about? And I, I don't look at the schedule of the mini tours that much, but like piggybacking off the Mondays and doing a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday mini tour event within 20 minutes of where the corn ferry is that week. Yeah, a lot of a lot of tours do that. At, you know, maybe not the whole year. I mean, I know All Pro Tour did a couple in Kansas around the Monday out there. Pros for Pros does uh, some events. I haven't played any of those, but Pros for Pros. Um, concept is kind of built around that. Um, so, I mean, it, it's out there. I mean, um, but again, I mean, it's mostly if you go in for two days, you're going to fly in Sunday morning, maybe Saturday night, the earliest, and you're going to play a practice round Sunday. You're going to play around Monday and you're either flying back Monday night or you're staying hopefully for the event. Right. And so just to do that for two days, you know, depending where it's at, obviously if it's close, it's cheaper, but you're looking around a thousand dollars and if you can throw in an extra 200 bucks and it's a hundred percent payback, I mean, we're talking a hundred percent payback. That's awesome. Uh, you know, it's, it's a no brainer to get into because again, I shot a 65 in Orlando, missed by a shot. I would have at least made a couple grand, um, you know, had the money Monday has been, been going on at that time. So, and again, going to the back to the big money golf classic, 
one of the reasons I was excited about it, I was one of the first guys that signed up is, is because I see the value in it. One, uh, 3000 for a chance to win a hundred grand. I mean, I don't know what the multiplier is on that, but most mini tours, you're paying a thousand to win 10 grand, right? You know? which is just a way different. That's not nearly as much. So I'm not saying those are bad payouts. I'm just saying that this is a, a more exciting and, that's nearly a, that's basically a win on the corn ferry tour. So again, weekly expenses in my experience is two to three grand on the corn ferry tour. What's the difference between paying two to three grand. And then now you're basically in a corn, corn ferry, you know, person event. And guess what? There's a lot of corn ferry tour players there. It's basically a corn ferry field. So you're almost playing. I mean, it's a, it's a world-class field. There wasn't a whole lot going on at that time. Um, this year, which is, I think the scheduling was great on it, but um, that's why I'm so excited about what the big money classic has done. And, and, uh, and again, with the day with the big money Mondays um, again, I mean, just, it's a no brainer. People want to play for more money. The, uh, the mini tours used to be 30 and 40,000 for the winter. A lot of times the e-golf and the, um, the gateway tour out the in Arizona. Hooters tour was, was 33 grand or 34 grand for the winter every yeah. week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's you can you can make a living on the, on some of those things, you know. And now it's just it's just not that way. I I don't know why that is. I, I it's the PGA again, Tour. I, I don't want you to make I a living. Per, I personally think it goes back to the the Q school. The way the Q school is is so many guys. It, listen, I mean, I hate to say this, and I mean no offense to anybody by this, but there's a lot of guys that would go chase. The, the PGA tour and, and get ready for school that, that maybe had no business being there. And that's okay. They're paying their money and they're donating the money to the purses. And, and these fields would be crazy because I remember they'd have e golf used to have, you know, two courses full of guys, two ways. I mean, we're all putting up our own money in many tours. So that just made the, the purses that much bigger. I mean, e golf, t Tony Finau I, and I used to play e golf together mm -hmm. out there. I mean, that's where, that's where he was, you know, cutting his teeth. Obviously, you see where he's he's at. But that was back when you could win thirty grand. You know, I, I think I took a top five and or a sixth place one time and made like seven thousand dollars. And I thought I was rich. I was like twenty three years old. <laughs> but I was like, this is awesome. You know, it was like first taste of pro golf. And now it's like, there's just not many events like that out there. And it's because the fields aren't big. And I think the fields aren't big not because the game's dying. The game is more popular than ever. It's because you can't go out every year and qualify for the PGA tour. It's just, it's a long, arduous process. Um, and it's very difficult. I mean, it's just, uh, what do they, guys they, like McCarron say? Do, do, I'm sure you talked to him about that a little bit. What does he say about yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to put any words in his mouth or anything. I will say I've talked to a few prominent PGA and champions tour players. How about that? Yeah. M multiple. Um, and the consensus is all, all similar to what I'm saying. And, and, and that's, and that's also with the Q school thing. And I don't want to like rehash that whole situation. I just think that it hasn't, we've seen it happen for the last, you know, whatever, how many years it's been, six, seven, eight years. And I just think it's killed, you know, professional golf in, in some ways. And, um, uh, you know, and including the corn fairy tour, I mean, it's like, it made sense to do it the way they were doing it. If they were going to pump the corn fairy tour up with purses, you know, million dollar minimum, I would say, uh, and, and just, again, 
I mean, just the small things like childcare and and just having like a, a workout van, like just the things. It's like we're on tour here. We're we're, we're we're trying to entertain the people and stay healthy and have good family lives and, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it stems back to the, to the, the way Q school, the whole, the whole Q school thing is working right now. So what, what a cool sport it always was to just be like, man, I could go out and do three tournaments in Q school, three stages of Q school, and I could have a PGA tour card. Yeah, and I mean that is so cool. And how good of TV is the six round of Q school? Yeah, it used to be six rounds in the final round, so or the final stage, I should say. Yeah, and, and not to mention it gave guys a chance. Like, uh, you know, let's say you're a, uh, I don't know exactly what McCarran did in his later years on, on the tour, but let's say you're a guy who's you know 46, 47, and you don't have high enough status on the PJ tour to get stars, maybe one a year, two a year. But you get to go every year to Q school and try to qualify again, you know, to get some better status for the for the years. And it's like if you have to wait out for those years leading up, to, it's just like you know, it's just kind of dead time, you know. And it's it's just or you have to go play corn fairy tour. And and I'm sorry, it's just like some of those, I I know for a fact, and I won't mention this player's name. I know for a fact there's a player with full corn corn fairy tour status right now who will only play four or five events this year. And that's because he 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 just hates being on that tour. He hates playing the courses that they play. He he hates going to the cities that they go to. You know, it's just like you know, and and that's crazy. I, I thought that was kind of crazy, but where he's at at his age and and where he's at in his life, he's just like, yeah, I just I'd rather be home and and hang with my friends and family and teach some golf and you know I'll play I'll play the tournaments that I like and the courses I like. And this is a full status guy. You know, now luckily he's, you know, by him not playing, it's letting in a, a guy with lower status and that's cool. So he's allowed to do that. I'm just explaining to you where the, where some players are at with the way that they view the the way the tour is. And I, again, I don't want to bag on the tour. I don't want to sound like that or even be like a, a has been guy who played a couple years out there and now he's just complaining. I'm just saying like, I want it to be better for everybody. Yeah. Um, and I, I, and I'm included in that boat, but I want it to be better for everyone else playing and working their way up because we're working hard and it's a hard life. It's a really hard life. Um, it's not all, it's not all, you know, glory days. And and there's some mountaintops that everyone gets to and, and those are exciting and awesome. But a lot of the time you're, you're putting in some serious work. And, um, so the little things matter. And, uh, and again, you know, with all of the, everything going on socioeconomically and, and with the tour wanting to, you know, jump, jump out and support, you know, people coming out and trying to play. And I, I know, you know, race has been a big issue uh, and, and trying to help some of the other tours, you know, what's, what's the other tour? The A, the APGA tour. Um, I believe there's some partnerships going on there, but it, just, it makes, it makes no sense to be trying to squash out things like money Mondays. You know what I mean? It's right. like, come on, come right. on. Like we're, 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 we're just trying to to make some money. Go on my Twitter account, Eric Flores PGA, and I put out some memes. I'm a big meme guy. I don't make a lot of memes, we're, but we were looking at them a minute ago. I, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> cruise those, and it's just that'll get the point across because it's just like you know. Well, we need to start one with make make Q School great again. <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, I, I am such a big. I, I couldn't agree more. And I know there's a lot of guys that, that would agree with that. It, 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 
and I sat in the player meetings at the time when they were changing it. And and they were it was after the first year they had uh, gotten rid of the, the the Q school. They went to the new the new form and uh, the format. And they literally said in the player meeting, "Oh, we saw a big drop off in in Q school signups this year. I mean, a huge drop off." And they weren't disappointed from the stance of, "Oh, it's a bummer that players aren't trying to play anymore or whatever." It was, "Oh, that's a huge hit." to our bottom line because that's a pretty good money getter for us and the PGA sections that help run those events and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, are you serious? Like you guys need more money right now. And that's what you're concerned about. Like it's uh, it's just like a totally wrong. And I get the bottom line. I want to make money. That's the whole point of why I'm talking about this and why I'm playing golf. But at the same time, it's like, you don't realize what you just did for the, the access to the game. You know what I mean? You didn't change the price. That was a big gripe about people because you're you're playing for ten times less on the Corn Ferry Tour. Why aren't you making the the uh, entry fee for Q School ten times less? Because that you know what I'm saying. So yeah, we're talking five thousand dollars to go play. I, it might even be more now. Um, I'm paying twenty five hundred dollars just to enter the the Canadian Tour Q School this week. I mean that's a I mean, for a hundred guys in the field this week, that's two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the for the tour. <laughs> and guess how much we're playing for in the purse this week? Zero dollars. Zero dollars. <laughs> Zero dollars. And guess what? By by the way, that's there's seven more. There, oh, there's six more. So seven total uh, sites that have a hundred players paying twenty five hundred a pop. So do the math on all that. Dang, that's almost two million dollars. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, wh- what's the deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I listen. They're probably paying for the course. I might cost like twenty five grand. I get that, but sure. I mean, their margins have got to be through the roof, bro. So, well, well, you're not the only one here. You got you got to get your guys to get. Like, I listened to John Peterson and and JJ's podcast with Spencer Levine the other day, and they were saying the same thing about Q School. So you guys got yeah. you guys got to start banding together. Uh, we might already be. So <laughs> good. Uh, no, uh, that's really funny you say that. I was just in Mexico with JJ, and uh, we had a great time doing a pro-am event down there uh, in Punta Mita with the, the private professional golf guys, and which is – they're amazing, by the way. Check them out. And uh, also check out Punta Mita in Mexico. And I, I'm Mexican, but I'm from the United States. I'm not partial to that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they were talking about it. I actually asked the question about the Money Mondays for their – you know, they do their Twitter – JJ's Twitter's off the charts. Pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it, we're we're talking about it because we're we're players, and those guys, you know, they they get it. Spencer Levine gets it. Another NorCal guy, right. obviously gets it. Also, UCLA guy for one year at least, or almost one year. That's when she's there. But um, but no, it's it's good. I think it this needs to be. It's a conversation that needs to happen. It's, it, I think it's bigger than just the Money Mondays. It's 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 just about access to the tour in general. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be giving away spots. We still have to go out and shoot the scores. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just the way that they're building it out. It's just like, hey, it's kind of hard. It, it's just not as open as it used to be. Um, and it's not, I, I think it's not as exciting for fans that way. It's not as exciting for investors, more importantly, for, for getting a group of guys together. Hey, man. You want to sponsor me for Q School? I could have a PGA Tour card and be playing for a million dollar, you know, plus check every week in eight months. You know, now it's like, oh no, that's going to be um, 22 to 24 months away. 
you know, now. You know what if, argument if, I hate? If things, if things go well. <laughs> the the argument that the tour said where, oh, more graduates stay on the tour. I don't give a shit if you're staying on the tour. I want you to, I want the best players to be there. And, exactly. And exactly. What's, it, what's it matter that 15 of the 25 guys kept their card? I don't care. I want to see the 30 guys that get their card at Q school every year and see how they like that. That's an yeah, irrelevant I mean, stat. That's a stupid thing for the tour to say. Do, do you know how many, do you know how, I mean, do you know how many stories they're missing out on, you know, of a guy who just signed up and, and, you know, maybe he does get hot for a month or two and, and gets through Q school or whatever it is. But it's like, these are stories that, that we're missing out on. And again, there's graduation stories and guys Mondaying into Corn Ferry and playing their way on. But again, they kind of said in the players' meetings, well, we're changing it, but guess what? Corn Ferry's tour is still going to be accessible. We want players to be able to play on. It's kind of like a, a you know, more play your way on type tour if you're playing well. But then since then, they've taken away six spots in the Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you're like, okay, are you really making and, – and also raise the price of the Mondays. So you're like, okay, are you making it accessible? Because, you know, they said, oh, well, we're, we're going to raise the price in the Monday qualifiers because we're going to try to deter, and I'm quoting here, we're trying to deter Joe Schmo from coming out to qualify. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You want to deter Joe Schmo from, from trying to qualify and raise it, raise the price $100? Joe Schmo is playing one, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Most it, likely one. So he can tell his hometown. And... Guess what? The guy who's chasing it and actually trying to make it, and he's going to play ten or more. You just raise the price on him a thousand dollars. So it's not really well thought out. I don't think just pumping up the money is is or, or raising the price to deter Joe Snow is the, is the way to go about it. How about make you know you want to increase Q school yields uh, with uh, guys signing up? How about in each stage, you make a little purse, and you don't even have to pay them. You just give them free Monday spots. Hey, uh, hey, I didn't make it through second stage, but I, I took top five at first stage. Well, guess what? That that landed me five free Mondays next year. Now I get to go out and play five free Mondays. Great. Not, so now you start an extra criteria where, yeah, maybe it does edge out Joe Schmo, but that's okay because this guy's seriously trying to make it. You want to show you're committed to playing professional golf? Did you sign up for Q school? You know what I'm saying? That's that's the the point. You want guys going to Q school, and they also Again, and they also started the the pre qualifying for the Monday qualifying too, or the was it the pre? Yeah, where, yeah, the pre Q for the PGA, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was again was to to weed weed out yeah weed out Joe Schmo. But it, well, here's the thing that does for guys who are are trying to chase those. You do pre-qualifiers on Thursday. Most of them are on Thursday. Some of them are on Wednesday. I did one down on Wednesday for the Houston Open just, uh, you know, whatever, a couple months ago. There was eight spots to get through the pre-qualifying. That was mostly because I think there was nothing really else to play in, and everybody with a shred of status was already in the Monday because they exempt through the Monday, um, which isn't the issue. The issue is that when you have it like that, it does allow more guys to try to make it. It doesn't – what it doesn't allow is that – you, uh, I mean, I'm there for Wednesday. If I, if I, if I want to be serious about playing that, I, I flew in Tuesday morning. I play practice on Tuesday. I play my round Wednesday, and then I have to wait all the way until Monday to go play again. So it's like, what do I do? Do I fly home for the weekend? Do I stay there and rack up a, a hotel bill? 
you know, like it's basically impossible to chase the Mondays unless you have a shred of status and you can get exempt out of the, the pre queues. So they don't want you to try to chase Mondays on the PGA tour. They want you to try to chase Mondays on the corn Ferry tour. That's their quote unquote accessible mm, tour. Yeah. The PGA tour is, is closed off from that a little bit. Now if there's an outside chance, but it's just not, it's just not like it used to be. So, you know, I'm not, I don't, I, I don't have as much of an issue with that as I do with the Q school thing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but both of them, again, doors closed. They're just closed, more closed doors, and and more money prevails. And and I get that. And I'm, I, you know, listen, I'm a, I'm a free market guy, 100%. But at the same time, I think we can be more strategic. That's actually helping players and giving players opportunities. Um, that I think they might have meant well, but it hasn't worked out that way, and, and it needs to be reexamined. So mm. you're you're going to be fired. I'm going to get. I deleted my Twitter um, January 7th or something. I might have to get back on it. Yeah. I'm going to start, ha- I'm going to start hashtagging the PG. Maybe I'll just make a burner. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> just, no, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, a, you know, it's just, uh, these are first world problems guys. So yeah. just all be thankful. But at the same time, you know, we have, we have minds, we have, we have ideas. Uh, big money's got ideas, and they're changing the game. I, I just I appreciate that, and uh, so that's you know, again, I have no affiliation with them. I'm just a guy who's trying to make it and see the vision of what they're doing. Well, I love uh, it. One, and so that's why we're here. One last thing before we let you go to get some rest before your second round. Yeah. Our our podcast is called Auto Press, so like you see a guy w- with iron covers or something like that, they're auto pressed, right? <laughs> what what is your best auto press you've seen throughout your days of golf? Our best auto press? Yeah. Like like a guy using a poker chip or or like I could auto press you because you played a colored golf ball for a long time. Hey, it, it, that's so funny. <laughs> I should probably give you my best anti auto press move because I played an orange ball on the Cornberry tour. <laughs> For like a year and a half. And listen, I still play it sometimes. I'm playing the white right now. I still play the Volvic ball. Definitely not throwing them under the bus with, with the orange. I actually love the orange ball. I got a lot of comments about that, though. A lot. <laughs> uh, which, again, you know, I think I would get some side comments. But it, it, it just, for me, it just showed how close-minded minded people were. You know, it's just like. We drive cars. Like, what if every car was white? You know what I mean? It's like, oh my gosh! Like, I felt like I was in. What was that? What's that movie? Uh, uh, where like things start turning to color. I think Toby McGuire's in it. Uh, Pleasantville or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, it is yeah. Toby McGuire. People need to like open their minds up on some of that stuff. But yeah, I did get a lot of comments. So the other question is an analogy, right? Yeah. Okay, I have one from today. Can I tell you a story from today? Yeah, Maybe yeah. Too That'd be perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the the first tee, well, I was seeing off ten, my first tee, and uh, we hit the tee shots. Well, the guy really didn't say anything off off the tee box. You know, normally they give you kind of the spiel of hey, the course conditions are this, and playing the playing the ball up in bunkers or whatever it is. We we're not doing any of that. We thought maybe the ball would be played up. We were debating it yesterday whether they would do it, and this morning. It actually rained a little bit, and they're like, oh, they're probably going to play the ball up. Anyways, we hit the tee shots, and uh, we're walking off the tee. I'm like, I didn't hear him say anything about anything, so I turned around, and I said, hey, 
or are we playing the ball up or down? And then he's like, oh, we're playing it down. And then this uh, one of my playing for caddies uh, came up, or we're just all walking right off the tee together, and he's just like, he's like, yeah, make sure you start um, writing the scores down for number 10, too. Like, you know, start on number 10. And, and I was just like, I was like, oh, really? Thanks. I've never played a golf tournament before. <laughs> and we walked away. <laughs> and I think, I mean, literally, we just met each other. And so it was just like this awkward, like, is he think, <laughs> is he sarcastically doing this? Is he being a dick? Yeah, like, so, yeah I was. And I was just like, I just walked away and didn't say anything. And so I was just like, oh, and that was all good. That was just like a silly thing. That was, that was fun, man. I wish I had a better story. No, that's that's great. Did you guys talk the rest of the day? Yeah, we talked a little bit. It okay. was fine. We're, it's Q school, man. We're all we're all pretty focused out here. So right. Just, we're having a good time. I, I'm pretty loose. Uh, in my mind, I'm pretty loose. I probably don't really appear super approachable on the golf course, but um, I am. I promise. At least after the round. <laughs> well, well, we thank you for your time. Probably took absolutely more than we thought, but. I I like all I like all your thoughts. Make, like where they go. Make Q school great again. Make Q school great again, man. I mean, it's just it needs to happen. The conversation needs to happen again, and and uh, you know, I'm just little old me with no status. Hopefully, some or some uh, Canadian status after this week. But uh, I think the players still have it on their minds. I appreciate you guys, you know, giving a little platform for us to come on and talk about it. Go yeah. get go get on State King so we can throw some, so we can invest. I, I like it. I know I need to get on there. Uh, you know, once I once I have my schedule figured out, that's kind of this week's all about is just getting some of my schedule figured out for the rest of awesome. the, at least through the summer. So we're going to have a good time this year. And I think with, with the years to come with that, I'm really excited. All right. Cool. Well, really appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the week. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. Great putt, man.